Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 36 of the One for the Money podcast. I am very grateful you've taken the time to listen. In this episode, I'll share strategies that small business owners can consider to save on taxes. This is the second of two episodes on this subject. I recommend you listen to episode 35 as well to hear the other strategies. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share a strategy on tax deductions for vehicles used in your business. Well, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. In episode 35, I share strategies for small business owners to save on taxes and specifically how to save for retirement. Why focus on small businesses? Well, because 99.9% of the businesses across the U.S., are small businesses, with eight out of 10 being owner-only businesses. So I'll get down again to some additional brass tacks or hard facts about business taxes. Another way business owners can save on taxes is by paying their children for work they do at their company. With family-run businesses, it can sometimes take the entire family to keep the business viable. Family-run restaurants come to mind. Our neighbors back home, the Tangs, were a wonderful family that ran a restaurant in my small town. And all of the kids worked in the restaurant. My town was also surrounded by farms where many of the children of the farmers worked. In these instances, the kids can be paid for the work they do for your business. Cleaning the office, stuffing envelopes, taking orders, washing dishes, driving the tractor, feeding the cows, etc. Because your kids will be earning income, they will need to pay taxes, but only after a certain level. As a reminder, that level is anything above the standard deduction. The standard deduction for a single individual is $13,850 for federal taxes. Consequently, if your children earn $13,850 of income, they would pay $0 in federal income taxes. That money could then be used to have them pay for their own expenses or cars, clothes, etc., all while your business gets a deduction for their salary. It's a much better thought than having the business owners receive their income, get taxed, and pay for these same expenses instead. Now, one of the best things you could have your kids do with this earned income is to use some of it to fund a Roth IRA. With retirement accounts, you always have to pay income taxes once. And of course, you always want to pay them when it's to your advantage, not the government's. This is a Captain Obvious type of comment, but it's always to your advantage to pay taxes when your income tax rates are lowest. And when you are a kid, They could be as low as zero. Therefore, if your kid earns $6,500 in 2023, they could contribute that entire amount to a Roth IRA and pay $0 in federal income taxes. And that's not the best part. Because it's a Roth, 
he or she will never have to pay taxes again on these dollars or their earnings. As I tell clients, if you want to do better as an investor, the single most powerful thing you can do is increase your time horizon. And by having your kids set up a Roth IRA, you give them decades more time for their investments to benefit from what Einstein calls the strongest force in the universe or compound interest. Let me just demonstrate the tremendous power of these. We have three boys and my oldest son, Lucas, turns 15 this year. Our plan is for him to start working this year or next, and I'd love for him to get a job at In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. Now, let's say he gets a job and is able to earn and invest $5,000 from his first year into a Roth IRA. Now, let's say Lucas earns an average annual rate of return of 10% on that initial $5,000. By the time he turns 65, his just one-time contribution of 5000 and nothing else was invested, just that 5000 at age 15, it would have grown to over $645,000. Now, if he contributed $5,000 each year for two more years, he would have have $1.459 million tax-free saved for retirement from just $15,000 invested. He'd be a long way to saving for his retirement just at age 18 and owe absolutely nothing in taxes. In episode 33, entitled Time to Pay the Piper, I share why you want to start tax planning as soon as possible and having your kids to contribute to a Roth IRA is a fantastic tax savings opportunity. Now, our youngest son, Quentin, is turning eight years old this year. So hard to believe. Suppose I make a 529 college savings marketing material for my financial planning practice and Quentin is featured in these and I pay him $500 for his photos. If we invest his earnings in a Roth IRA and it earns an average of 10%, by the time he turns 66, this one-time investment of $500 would become over $150,000. It doesn't seem true, but... That's the power of compound interest. Of course, the ultimate value of these Roth IRAs is dependent upon the market, which cannot be predicted. But what can be known is that if you invested $0 in a kid Roth, it'll be $0 50 years from now. There are powerful reasons to consider them. And as the IRS's own website itself says, one of the advantages of operating your own business is hiring family members. That family member can be a spouse, a sibling, a parent, or even a child. In fact, while hiring a child may not seem like a top-of-the-mind move for many business owners, if you play by the rules, there can be some surprisingly broad array of tax and other benefits for doing so. Of course, the caveat is that employing a child in the business still requires that he or she do bona fide, meaning age-appropriate work, in the business for a reasonable and not excessive wage. Another strategy that business owners can use to reduce their taxes, both personally and as a business, is via the Augusta Rule. I shared about these in episodes eight and nine, but they are so incredibly powerful, it's important that I review these again. Let me review this strategy briefly. The strategy is referred to as the Augusta Rule, 
as it was originally created to protect residents of Augusta, Georgia, who would rent out their homes to attendees of the annual Masters Golf Tournament. That's the one where the winner receives a green jacket and a big chunk of prize money. It was $2.7 million in 2022. Not a bad payout for four days worth of work. Now, the actual reference in the tax code is from Section 280A, which allows all homeowners to rent out their primary residence for up to 14 days per year without needing to report the rental income on their individual tax return. Now, you could rent out your house for $250 a night, and you would get $3,500 tax-free if you did so for 14 days. Now, there are rules to follow as the rent you charge needs to be reasonable. Now, last year, Los Angeles hosted the Super Bowl in the $5 billion stadium, and people living near this stadium charged a pretty penny to stay there. The reasonable rate isn't just the size and quality of the home, but the season you are renting in it as well. Clearly, owners of the mansions at the Masters command much higher rents during the tournament than at other times of the year. But here's the kicker for business owners. You can rent your house to individuals looking to stay for a vacation, or you could rent it to a business owner who needs to use it for business purposes, such as a retreat or a board meeting. And if you are the owner of the business and the owner of the home, you could rent your home to your business. You then move income from your business and shift it to personal income where there would be no tax consequence. For example, as a business owner, you host a monthly meeting with your board of directors. Under the Augusta rule, your business can pay you a reasonable amount to rent your house to conduct the once-per-month meetings, provided that the total rental period doesn't exceed 14 days and the rent charged is reasonable, your business is able to deduct the rent payment on the business tax return and you won't have to report this as income on your personal taxes. That's a huge tax savings. Just one of the many advantages that you should consider. Hopefully, I was able to demonstrate that as a business owner, there are a myriad number of ways that you can consider to reduce your expenses. And one of those expenses would be your taxes. I highly recommend that you consider them, but I also highly recommend that you work with accounting and financial planning professionals to execute some of these strategies as they are very complicated. Well, I do hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I'll share a tip on getting a tax deduction for vehicles used in your business. Now, if you use a vehicle in your small business, how and when you deduct the business use for the vehicles can have significant tax savings for you. There are a lot of factors to consider. Now, the cost of operating cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks that are used for business activities typically are deductible along with the cost of the vehicles used as equipment. Now, for most vehicles, you can calculate expenses using the IRS's standard mileage rate. For 2022, that averaged between 58.5 cents per mile and 62.5 cents per mile. 
The other option is to add up the actual expenses, meaning the gas, the oil changes, the tires, the repairs, etc., for the business use of the vehicle. Now, the vehicle doesn't have to be owned by the company itself, but it can be owned by the employee as well. Now, if your business leases a vehicle, you can use either the standard mileage or the actual expenses method to calculate the deduction. Now, for new and pre-owned vehicles put into use in the tax year of 2022, the maximum first-year depreciation write-off is $11,200, plus there's an additional $8,000 bonus depreciation. So those are things that could be written off from your business taxes. Now, for SUVs with loaded vehicle weights over 6,000 pounds, but no more than 14,000 pounds, 100% of the cost can be expensed using bonus depreciation in 2022. Because of the 6,000-pound weight limit, these larger vehicles allow for a complete and full deduction. I know a business owner that purchased a Porsche Cayenne because they were over the 6,000-pound limit and they could deduct the entire expense for that year. Now, what if you use the vehicle for your personal use and your business use? Well, good news. You can split the percentage between the two, but be sure to keep excellent records and speak with accounting professional about it. Now, one thing to keep note of is that driving from your home to your place of work is commuting, and that's not deductible on either your business or individual return. Well, I'll stop there. Suffice it to say, there's a lot to benefit from when you consider vehicle tax deductions. I recommend you talk with an accountant, and I'll include a link to more information in the show notes. Finally, as I wrap up this episode two on business taxes, I hope you did find this helpful. I just want to note that no one, I repeat, no one pays less taxes by accident, but rather it is accomplished via carefully planned strategies. And if you do, you'll have more money to spend on you and your loved ones leading to a better life. And a better life is a result of better planning. Well, have a great one. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal, Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.